What's up, guys? This is High Life. This week, I have Dominic. Uh, he does some hilarious videos. And actually, the reason I reached out to you was because I love playing D&D. I don't get the chance to anymore. But I did play for a while. And my DM both loved and hated me. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Like, I, I took a hiatus from the group for a while, and when I came back, he goes, honestly, we missed you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> he goes, we just missed the chaos, but we missed you. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, when you turn an entire session into your character being drunk and stumbling through town trying to steal shit that he already paid for, you know. Yeah, it's a little I, awkward. I, <laughs> okay, so um, quick story. Um, not everybody could show up that week, so he's like, okay, you know, we'll just, you guys just, you know, fumble around town and, and do some stuff, and then, you know, next week when everybody's here, we'll go on the actual adventure. Okay, cool. Well, we, you know, pretty much did everything we could during during, you know, daytime, and that evening we're in the in the bar uh, we specifically tailored my uh, my character to being a drunk that uh, after so many drinks I had to start rolling for uh, on how how drunk I was I can't remember what he called it <laughs> and um, I, eventually I got to the point that I was no longer sober whatsoever and uh <laughs> Earlier that day, I had paid a blacksmith to line my sickle with silver. And okay. I had already paid him and gave him the silver to do it with. All I had to do was pick it up the next day. My drunk ass decided to go steal it from the shop. I did not succeed because the two that were that were with me spent the entire time trying to stop me without killing me. <laughs> Seems like a reasonable plan. <laughs> like every time they'd roll that he's like, are you rolling for damage? And they're like, no, we don't want to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So why did you originally download TikTok? Uh, I was uh, pretty bored in quarantine, like a lot of people my age. Um, you know, I'm, I'm at the upper end of millennial, uh, an elder millennial, a zennial perhaps, that between, uh, between Gen X and millennial uh, neck of the woods. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, um, I live alone and uh, wasn't able to go and hang out and see people. And, and I had just moved and it was, it was a whole thing. I've moved a lot the past 20 years. And so... I was like, uh, I, I'm seeing people post these things and, you know, and I've got a couple of friends on there. So let me, uh, let me download this and I'll, I'll start, I'll start taking a look. And, and, uh, I thought maybe, uh, maybe, you know, if it, if it works out, maybe I can make some content. And, uh, my original plan was to do a lot of stage combat content. Uh, I'm a, um, I'm an intermediate actor combatant with the society of American flight directors, which okay. is not nearly as impressive as it sounds, but, um, <laughs> Um, I'm just, that means, all right, I, I don't want to get into the weeds with it, but it basically means that I have three recommended passes in, uh, out of the eight 
disciplines that they that they certify in. Um, okay. So it's like it's like when you like passed with uh, not really with honors. It's like one of my one of my instructors uh, said it like this: if 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 a casting director calls that instructor and they would go out of their way to say that you should get that job, that's what it means to pass with recommendation in that discipline. Um, so anyway, so I thought I was going to be doing that. Uh, you know, just doing, you know, you know, writing, you know, showing like, you know, choreography, you know, stage fighting, uh, you know, stage and screen fighting choreography and, and, you know, and making little fight videos and stuff like that. But it's kind of hard to do that when you're by yourself and you don't have a fight right. partner that you can rely on. Um, and so, um, but yeah, that was my original uh, impetus uh, in downloading the TikTok. Okay. So what made you start um what was it what was your original content that you started with uh it was really super random uh i was posting a lot of D D and larp content um but like memes like i would find a sound of like two people arguing and then i would like turn it into a D argument like between you know like i would I've, I've been larping for 20 years so mm -hmm. i have a closet full of costuming so I would just get into different, you know, different costumes. Like, you know, I had a, I had like a rogue character, a ranger character, a necromancer, a, um, um, like a paladin, cavalier kind of thing. And, um, you know, uh, so a, a pirate character. So I would just like, you know, throw on different costumes uh, and have these arguments basically. And, uh, and these kind of funny situations back and forth uh, with whatever, whatever funny sound or trend I could find. If there was, if there was a funny, what I thought was a funny trend, that I thought I could turn into a D and D thing. I would do that. Um, like a D and D slash LARP thing, because I've, I've LARPed way more than I've played D and D. Uh, yeah. live action role-playing games. Like I've been doing, the, I've been going to the same fantasy live action role-playing game since March of 2002. Wow. Yeah. So again, I'm old and have been LARPing a long time. <laughs> uh, and so that was, and, you know, and, and I would do some other stuff. Like I would do some, you know, you know, some would call them thirst trap style videos. I have really long hair. It's like to my waist. So yeah, you know, that I was do, one, that I was one question. Uh, what made you want to grow your hair that long? I just decided, let's see what I look like with long hair. And that was about seven years ago. <laughs> okay. I just decided, I just decided, you know, uh, I'm just going to give it a go and see what happens and see if I can push through the really awkward stage where you can't do anything with it. Yeah. That's I, what happens. <laughs> I tried growing my hair out over the winter and yeah. it, it got to the point where it looked like I had hat hair all the time. Yeah. And, it just, and it really, just wanted to flip. Yeah. And, and if you want to, when it gets long enough, generally speaking, when it gets long enough, gravity will take care of it. You know, gravity will take right. care of that and do the rest. But like, but it takes some fortitude to push through that phase. <laughs> See, with my, with my job, it, it was just, with my job, that was just a, annoying because also, like, my bangs were growing out, like, down in my eyes. And I was like, nope, can't do this. I, I went to the yeah. barber and was like, take me back to yep. <laughs> what I normally nope, get. Done with it. <laughs> done with it. Over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just turns out that I'm very, very stubborn and also very lazy. And so it was a lot easier for me to just not go get a haircut and just deal with it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I do want to thing with the beard. I was say, I do want to compliment the length of your beard there. <laughs> the beard 
has only been growing out since December 2019. Okay. Um, so I just decided, like, I usually kept a goatee. Uh, and then I decided, you know what? Let's, uh, let's see what happens here. And then, again, uh, in March of 2020, the you know, um, I live in New Jersey and we went into lockdown. So it was like, okay, uh, I'll just, um, keep going and see what happens. And, um, and here I am and I have not shaved since. So like I try to, you know, I trim it down. I, I, I yeah. try to, I try to keep it, uh, keep it neat. I'm due for a serious trim though. It's getting a little out of hand in places and I want to neaten it up. I would but, say uh, your, your, your recent videos with the New Jersey, uh, Ren Fair. Yeah. By the end of the day, you're you're looking rough. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, because it was also very hot and very humid. I can and my tell. My beard is my beard is naturally very curly. I usually straighten it. Okay. Um, I have a beard straightener that I use, and then I put a bunch of beard balm in it, and and all this. And I have more beard product than I have hair product. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, um, when it gets really humid, it just gets it gets really janky. I mean, you know, any any person you know that that has long curly hair will complain about humidity ruining whatever mm-hmm. they've done with their hair and it's the same for it's the same for beards hair is hair when it comes to that um, right but yeah so uh but yeah it's the same thing with the beard i just decided oh let's see where this goes and now you know i've let, i've been thinking about maybe trimming it down considerably and then i'm like yeah but it'll ruin the wizard image and that's kind of a thing for me right now <laughs> which yeah, is so, uh, i never thought i'd say <laughs> so what made you decide on the help desk I'm glad you asked because this question, I get asked this question every single time I go live. Someone will I'm come sure. on, I go I'm live sure on TikTok. <laughs> the, two, the two questions that I get asked the most often are what made you start the, the, the D&D help desk and where did you get your wand? Those are the two questions that I get asked the most often. Um, so um, I work in an office. Um, uh, 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 I'm a call center, but not really a call center. I'm a service coordinator or dispatcher for a national service delivery company. We, we, um, we manufacture service and sell floor care equipment, like commercial and industrial floor scrubbers, vacuum cleaners, pressure washers, that kind of thing. So anyway, so that's my day job. And I was taking a walk around my building, uh, because I do that. I take a 15 minute break. I walk the hell away from my computer and, uh, (laughs) and I take a lap around the outside of the building, you know, try to get some sun, try to get some you know, try to get some steps in. Not, and, not uh, be one of the, not be an office zombie. Yeah. I try real hard um, for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, it's good for your, it's good for your sanity. It's good for your eyes, you know, and it's good for your body. So, so I was, so I was walking around the back of the building and I took a selfie and uh, posted it to Facebook and a friend of mine commented, dude, you look like a business casual wizard. And I was like, I'm sorry. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Um, and then it started this <laughs> comment thread in that post, like a whole bunch Three. of my friends start, start tagging in with like weird office stories about working in this like magical office building. Like, like Dom, you got to come up front. This guy's here. The dragon's in the loading zone and he, won't leave. <laughs> you know, like a lot of those kinds of comments started flowing. And I was like, all right, I have to do something with this. This Ooh. is too good for me to not do something with. So, so I tried to come up with a bunch of different ideas. I was like, well, maybe I could like write short stories, but I'm not a very good writer. I don't think I'm not a very good writer. Um, and, uh, uh, I'm, and I, I don't really do much of anything with visual art. So, um, except for calligraphy, which I can get into later. And so, 
So I'm doing all this. And then uh, a couple of weeks of thinking about this, I realized, oh my God, I'm already on TikTok. Maybe I can do like, maybe I can do like short videos. Like this will be, this could, this could work. This could be cool. And the first, the, the, the second video I posted hit pretty big. Um, at the time I had like two, two or 3000 followers. And, Ooh. uh, and that video, that video quickly went to like, God, what was it? It was like 40 or 50,000 views, which was just insane for me at that time. And, and that's, uh, that'd be insane for anyone really. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was, that was back in September, end of September, beginning of October, uh, 2020. And uh, I have now done 89 help desk videos. So, uh, and that is clearly the only content uh, daddy algorithm wants to see from me on TikTok. Because <laughs> very little else gets any viewership at all. I mean, I was scrolling through my For You page and my, my, my follower followings is all over the place, really. Uh, oh, yeah. Mine too. <laughs> and I, I came across I came across your video and I was like what is this <laughs> like I, I see a wizard in an office chair valid what what is going on <laughs> and, and then one, I don't the I don't remember what the first one I, I saw was but it was just you're like my name's Harry. How can I help you? And I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then you're like, you know, just, I love how you describe the problem. Yeah. Like it, it's not just you sitting there listening to, you know, an imaginary person on the phone. You're like, okay, so this is the problem. And you repeat it back. So, so your, your viewer is like, okay, now I am in this. Now I see yeah. what you're seeing in your head. Yeah. And that's important because um, I've actually had people comment on these videos. They're like, why do you repeat everything that they say? That's lame. And I'm like, first of all, you'd have no idea what was going on. Right. Um, if secondly, you just started going, okay, I need you to take the rock and do this. Yeah. I'd be like, what rock? That's yeah. That's not helpful. Second. No, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually good. It's actually good help desk etiquette to like repeat the problem back to them. So that oh, they yeah, can definitely. confirm that you understand what the problem is. So right. like, I'm like, I'm like, guys, like, number one, this is a soft skills thing that, that, you know, like I've been, I've been working in, in, in a tech support or call center fashion for about 13 years. Like this is like, I'm real good on the phone. It's like, there's a, there's a reason why I started doing this. And, and uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's the, that's the main reason. And also to, again, to get the story across, because I decided I didn't want to, for, for, for simplicity in filming, I didn't want to have to try to be two people in every single video and hop around and like shoot from different angles and go back and forth and do all that stuff. And, and I got to say your green um, screen is, is on point because at first oh, I couldn't you. even tell you were green screening. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it um, actually took me a few videos to realize, wait a second. Okay. That's green screen. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, people ask me about that too. And um, I actually, I did a video a couple of months ago on like a, an obviously one minute video. Um, I can do three minute videos now, but I haven't really done any. Uh, but uh, yeah, my process is um, I use my webcam 
uh, and I shoot through um, open broadcast software, OBS, which a lot of uh, streamers use to like set up their, you know, to set up their, their, their layouts and stuff and, and do the video capture. So I record using that and it has an in-program green screen replacement tool. So, okay. so I just set up the green screen. Uh, I mean, I just never take the green screen down. It just lives in my, in my living room. And, uh, <laughs> and so I just like shoot a lot of that. that. That's like a lot of TikTokers. Like if, oh, they'll yeah. do like tours yeah, of like their houses space. and yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, here's our green screen in the middle of our living room. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and the thing is, it would be a lot easier if I could shoot all this right in the TikTok app. But the TikTok green screen is hot garbage. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And, and look, it's great for what it is. It's great for what it does. Um, but it's just not good uh, for what I need it to, especially because I'm usually wearing a robe. So whenever mm -hmm. I move my arms, my arms don't look like arms. They look like sails. And, uh, and so it loses well, them also, because it doesn't you... have an arm shape. When you get too far away from, and it only has to be like a quarter inch, if that, yeah. away from the phone, just a little bit, and all of a sudden you disappear. Yeah. When I did and my the, first the TikTok video. green screen. Exactly. And I did the first video that I did using the TikTok green screen. And, uh, and I immediately decided I needed another option. So I started, so I started doing the green screen replacement through OBS. I then take... I then take the, the footage from OBS, put it into DaVinci Resolve 17, which is really, really good and totally free video editing software, by the way. Uh, it's, okay. it's amazingly powerful. Uh, you need a really good graphics card for it. it. It leverages the power of your graphics card for the video editing instead of your CPU. And uh, so I do all my video editing in DaVinci Resolve. And uh, a couple of, about a month in, I found some really good visual effects uh, assets that I use for the spell effects. Like when I answer the phone and hang up the phone and transfer calls and do all those kinds of yeah, things. How did you, so how that, did you come up with answering the phone with the wand? Like how did, how did that come about? Um, I was sitting there doing the first video and I was like, I would answer the phone with my wand. I would answer the phone with magic. Why wouldn't I like it? Just like, like the first video, I was like, of course I'm going to answer the phone with magic. Why, why would I not do that? Like, I don't know. It just, it just inspiration hit. Um, and uh, I, for the first like month, I was using this like TikTok star sticker that you can put in your videos for like, uh -huh. for, like answering the phone and hanging up the phone. And then I found this, uh, I, I found some visual effects stuff that I started using. And then I got the idea, oh, well, when I answer the phone, I should do green spark, uh, like green, a green starburst. And when I hang up the phone, I should do red. And a couple of people have picked up on that and they comment on it. They're like, oh my God, when you answer the phone, it's green. When you hang up the phone, it's red. <laughs> um, I never noticed that. Yeah, it's, it's the little things that it, when, when people wow. notice that, it really makes my day. It really makes my day. And I don't get mad when people don't, but like it, it really makes my day. Um, well, now, now that I think back to it, I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. And when I but transfer I just, calls, it's purple. Okay. I, I <laughs> loved the video when the guy threatened. And you were like, excuse me, send what did he say? You're me. like, send me that video or send me that call now. Yeah. And I was like, Dang. <laughs> yeah, and I wish more managers behaved the way that Harry does when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, um, and then so then I, I export, uh, and then I recently found, uh, I guess about a month and a half ago, I figured out how to do closed captions right through DaVinci. So I do the closed captions on that, so I don't have to deal with the TikTok ones, and then I can post these videos in other places, and they're automatically closed captioned. 
Um, Cause mm. I post these to my Facebook. I post them to YouTube. Now I post them on Instagram. I post them on Twitter. It's so all over the place. Uh, and, um, but TikTok is very clearly where my biggest uh, following is. Um, yeah. And then I just kind of, I upload them to Google drive, download them to my phone, upload them to TikTok, And like, that's the process. So, so that's it why about it, 45 it, minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that, that's why you're like, Hey guys, there, there's videos coming. I'm just, <laughs> I'm working mm-hmm. on it. And I'm like, like every time I hear, hear people say that they're like, Oh, more videos coming. And I'm like, you, you don't just record from your phone. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, now some of my other stuff I do, like if I'm doing like, you know, like a, I don't do dance trends because I don't dance, but like, you know, if I'm doing like, thir- the, like silly thirst trap things or like, like transition videos or like star Wars content or stuff like that, like I'll, I'll do that directly through the phone just because it's a lot easier and I don't need the complicated editing tools that I need for the, for the help desk stuff. Um, so where do you come up with some of your stories for, uh, for the help desk? That is an excellent question. Um, from a lot of different places. Uh, sometimes I will, um, I'll go through the D and D rules and just find something that I think looks fun. Uh, there was a point in time where I was going through, there's something, uh, there's something in D and D called the sage advice compendium, which is basically, mm-hmm. it's kind of the official FAQ. And, uh, and, you know, they, they kind of tell you like what the rules as intended were. And like, you know, and obviously the, you know, the table and the DM should make their own rulings, but anyway, so there's a lot of really good stuff in there and a lot of really good clarifications in there. So I've gotten some good videos out of that. Uh, sometimes, um, one of my most popular videos right now, um, I think it's at like 800,000, um, was inspired by something that happened at work, uh, at my day job. Uh, and it's the video where like, the guy's trying to tell me the spell that he's having problems with. And he's like, Oh, it's the fire spell. And I'm like, you realize that's 35 spells. Right. And like, I've seen that later, one. <laughs> yeah. And then five minutes later, we finally had it narrowed down. Well, like that happened to me at work that day uh, where a guy calls in and uh, he, uh, he was like, Hey, this is Juan. And uh, my, my floor scrubbers down. I'm like, okay, Juan, what company are you with? <laughs> And he told me the name of his company, which is a company that has subsidiaries in 18 states that we deal with. So I was like, that is supremely unhelpful. I didn't say that to him. I'm, I'm super professional when I'm at work. Oh, so yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, okay. Um, what, uh, which location? Downtown. And in my head, I'm like, what fucking town? <laughs> Downtown. You kidding me with this? <laughs> And so like, so I was like, Wait, when you, you answer the phone, what do you say? Come on. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and I was, so, so I was like, can you give me your street address, please? Oh, um, hold on. I don't know it. I'm like that. I get like, not everybody knows the street address where they work, like, like the right. actual street address. So like, yeah, but it, it was like a five minute phone call. Like I can normally be on and off the phone in like two minutes uh, or less when I'm opening a service call for somebody. So like, yeah, so so that is what ins- that inspired that video, <laughs> um, and some things are inspired by like D and D stories that like I've dealt with um, uh, uh, playing D and D or LARPing. I also take suggestions. You know, um, I don't. Yeah, I, I've seen every um, suggestion. <laughs> right, I, I've I seen a video. Little. I've seen a video where you uh, took a comment or a question or yeah. something. And had uh-huh. it at, at the top of the screen at the very beginning of the video. 
yeah, when you get and to... And I did like that, I did like that you didn't leave it there the entire video, too. Oh, no, it doesn't need to be there for the whole video. It needs to be there long enough for, basically, for the length of time it would take that person to say that to me is about how mm. long I leave it up there. Um, and then, and I'll also try to repeat it, like, very, very quickly, especially because if I'm going to post that video somewhere else... I won't have that because that only get the, the comment gets added when you do the upload in TikTok because you can right. reply to it when you're over. I think it's 2000 followers. You can reply to comments with videos. And so that's mm, how, that's how I, I was that. able, I was able to do it when I was under a thousand. Really? Oh, then, then they yeah. changed it. Cause at the time when, when I had started, that was not a thing until you got to a particular level. Uh, yeah. Particular also when I, when I started, when I finally started making videos, um, it was once you were over a thousand followers and so many likes and so many views, you could apply to be in the, uh, uh, what was it? The, it what is it called? The creators, the creator, the fund. creator fund. Yeah. Yeah. For, but then well, they changed I mean, it to it's... now you have to be over 10,000 followers. Yep. Yep. And the payout is not all that great. No, that's why a, a lot of the, like, a lot of the full-time TikTokers, it, like, yeah, they're full-time TikTok, but they've got side projects too. Yeah, yeah, like they're getting they're 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 getting sponsored video content. You know, like they're doing sponsored videos and this, that, and the other thing, which is great. I've done one of those. Uh, I'm probably going to do. I've, I'm in. I'm working out another one with somebody else, and you know, that's that's super fun, and it's not a ton of money, but it's kind of nice to to get a little get a little you know pocket change and some uh some recognition. Um, right. But yeah. But that's so. So that's where I that's where I get most of my uh, most of my ideas from. And some days it's hard, you know. Some days I get super inspired and I'm like, hell yeah! And I'll do and I'll bang out three videos in a day, and then I'll just uh, and I'll post them like you know I'll I'll just kind of archive them and post them you know every you know one a day until I until I run out. But uh, but some days I sit in front of my computer for an hour and I just cannot think of a good concept to do a video for. It's like I haven't put and I haven't put content out in three days and I'm starting to feel a little antsy and I'm seeing my view counts go down and and, you know, and I need that dopamine. So, like, I need to find <laughs> I need to find a video to post. <laughs> now, I, I have a, f a funny story. I don't know if you could ever use this or not. Um, right. So, so uh, my friends and I were uh, traveling along a road and we just got done fighting a group of were beasts like there was a were bear were wolf and a were pig god so you had a whole were pack exactly well so i have the silver sickle so like i i struck one of them with it and they ran all all three of them ran away from me and fought everybody else which kind of made yeah. me mad <laughs> but i mean you got made me mad i was like sense. i was like i've got a silver sickle damn it let me use it <laughs> yeah, and they're like, he's got a silver sickle. Watch the hell out. <laughs> right. So we get done with that fight, and then we're traveling down the road, and then there's a group of thieves, and some of us have really good hearing. Some of us are human or not as good of hearing. Uh, my character is a half-elf. Ah. And so we hear these punk thieves hiding on, the si on, these, on each side of a, a road kind of uh, a hill a small hill they're just kind of hiding in the in the grass they see us fighting the wear pack and say we're not messing with them because i guess you know they're they're waiting for people to try to jump them and rob them mm -hmm. well 
so the uh, the DM goes, all right, what do you guys want to do? And I was like, I'm going to set the grass on fire. He's like, they're not bothering you. They're going to leave you alone. I was like, I don't care. I want to set the grass on fire. <laughs> so, we ask if they were going to bother us. I said I was set the grass on fire. So I have a um, old adage. I didn't ask how big the room was. I said I cast fireball. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I have, uh, what is it? It's not a spell. Um, God, I've been out of D&D so long I forget all the freaking terms. It's not a spell, but it's magic that you doesn't okay. use a spell slot. Uh, cantrip? Cantrip, yes. Thank you. Um, of just holding fire in my hand. Okay. And so I just shoot it into the grass, set the grass on fire, which reveals the thieves. We beat the shit out of them. And then like one person spends the entire fight just stomping out my fires. <laughs> Yeah, prestidig- people sleep on prestidigitation. You can do some good stuff with that with that cantrip. I was just like, I was like, ah, I'm gonna set the grass on fire and like beat the shit out of these people because they're thieves and I hate thieves. <laughs> That's the whole. So, it can be whatever you want it to be, you know. Exactly. As long as everyone's playing the same game. That's that's the only thing that really matters. And, and that's that, that's why you know my my DM's like you know we miss the chaos of your character because you just do the most random shit ever for no reason and I'm like that's just me like <laughs> I just do random shit and then you give me magic you fucked up <laughs> we <laughs> yes, uh, I had another character that could go invisible. So uh, one of one of my people sold a storekeeper a magic stone, um, and then nobody else knew that what I was doing. I just kind of went invisible while they were all distracted, and then when they left the store, I went around behind the counter, stole the stone, came back out, and put it back in my in uh, the person's pocket. <laughs> I'm sure that went well. Shopkeep never found out, as far as I know, because uh, they they went they went to the back room when I did it, so they've never seen you know a floating stone or anything. They just all of a sudden they come back out and the stone's gone, and we're no longer out front. So who knows what happened to it? So how did you choose the costume for Harry? Um, so I started with. Um, so, uh, I had consulted a whole bunch of friends, uh, with like for ideas. I was like, Hey guys, like, should I, should I go like full on, like, like fantasy medieval wizard or like, should I go like business casual with it? Uh, you know, and really play with that juxtaposition. And, uh, they, they all unanimously agreed. Like you need to be like in an office building with like a wizard robe on (laughs) like that needs to be like, like a button up shirt and a wizard's robe, like needs to be how this looks. And, and uh, I don't disagree. Uh, and it seems to have served me pretty well so far. The problem is I didn't have a wizard's robe. Um, I have a hooded cloak that I use. Um, it's very warm because it's wool and it was oh. not cheap. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, I've been LARPing for like 20 years. So like mm. I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of costuming and I've got some good winter weather costuming because 
you play 12 months a year. Like, you know, if you're at a good fantasy game, you don't take the winner off. You just get, you, you bundle up and you play through. Um, so I have this, this two layer thick wool cloak uh, and it's black. And that is what I wore for the beginning of, uh, you know, for the first like month, month and a half. And as soon as I got started doing this, I was like, I, it was, like I said, it was right around October. So like I was going to Halloween stores. I was like, it's okay if it looks a little bit cheesy. Right. Like, like, like that, right. that works for this aesthetic. Um, that's where I got the hat. Um, there's a couple of videos where I'm wearing the hat at the beginning of the video. And then I take it off because I can't wear, I can't wear the headphones with the hat on. Um, but I right. have like a Gandalf style wizard's hat. And I got that at a spirit Halloween for like 20 bucks, hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, but they didn't have any wizard robes, like nothing. They had like the super spooky McDark dark, like warlock robes. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like that's not the aesthetic that I'm going for here. Like I need something that I, plus they're, they're all like totally closed in the front. I need something that I can open uh, so that I can show, you know, like, you know, my work badge and my, and my, uh, you know, and like a button up or a polo shirt under, like, that's kind of the point. So I went on wish and got the blue robe that I wear uh, on wish for like $4 or something. Uh, and I ordered it in, I ordered it right before Halloween and it finally showed up around Christmas. <laughs> and that's when I, that's when I swapped over and started using the blue robe, which let me tell you, it is super cheap. It is very thin. Like you can kind of see through it in places, but it, mm -hmm. it photographs well. It looks good on camera. I'm really surprised at, at, yeah, how, it, at how nice I mean, it looks. It, on camera, it looks like you bought it from a Ren fair or something. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I go to Ren fairs. I perform at Ren right. fairs. But right. like a velvet, like if this was like an actual serious velvet robe, like we're talking a couple hundred dollars for something like and that. The, and that. that's what I, I mean, watching your videos, that's what I assumed it was. You know, it was just something you that you've you've had and was like, oh, I'll just wear this for the videos. Yeah. Why some of the costumes that I have some of the costume pieces I put on in some videos, not the not the Harry videos, uh the help desk videos, but some of my other stuff, is a little more expensive uh grade costuming because again, like I've been doing this long enough, you know, you put together costumes, you know, you put together LARP costumes over time. You know, they grow and they mm -hmm. evolve. You know, there are very few people I know who have the kind of liquid, you know, uh, disposable income to just go out and drop six, seven hundred bucks on a LARP costume. Some oh. of my looks cost about that much, but I put them together over 20 years. <laughs> right. I was going to say, but it, it took yeah. time. Yeah. But but yeah, the Harry robe, like four dollars on Wish. <laughs> and it took forever, you know, literally. And, and I, res China. I respect and appreciate people that are like it you know like like listening to you talk about you know how cheap it was it, it, you're basically saying you don't need to blow a bunch of money to to pull off what you want to pull off and you know one of the things that i talk about on lives it hasn't come up in a while because we've been talking more about like dnd stuff than larp stuff but like when like people, if they ask me, like, how do I get into LARPing? I see people's costumes and I get so intimidated. I'm like, almost nobody goes to their first LARP ever looking that good. Like, seriously, as long as you don't show up in jeans and a t-shirt, you're doing okay. And people <laughs> will know that you're, no. And like, and like people will give you credit for trying. And as long as you, you know, and. and as soon as, and, as, you, know, as, you, as you said jeans and a t-shirt, I thought of the movie Role Model role models exactly. people ask me about that like oh, <laughs> oh so you larp is it like role models well 
sort of, but not really. Um, and <laughs> that's a very specific style of LARPing. Uh, that's that that's uh, you know, it's it's Nero. It's a very it's a very battle kind of LARP. I could get into the differences, but it's not important. Um, the, but the important thing, the important thing is that unless you've unless you've done other kinds of hobbies that lend themselves to that kind of costuming, no one shows up at a LARP with you know with 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 that level of costuming right from the get go, like from their first LARP, nobody does. So like again, like you know if you as long as you don't show up in you know in blue jeans and a bright orange t shirt and some and some colorful sneakers at your first event, no one is going to give you crap. People are going to, people are going to say, okay, they're in like a, you know, they're in a white button up shirt and, and some sweatpants, you know, and, and a, and a bedsheet cloak, but you know what? They're trying. And right. then, and, and most LARP communities, you know, there are, there are, there are people who sew in the community, you know, you can commission things relatively cheap, you know, from other people in the community and you can, you know, start to, and you start to build, you know, you, you know, you go thrifting, you can pick up like vests at thrift shops, you know, like uh, old leather vests that you can turn into stuff. I mean, you can, you can really get some good stuff, you know, once you really kind of, once you kind of get into the flow and figure out who your character is and all those things. Um, yeah. And I've uh, done back, all those things. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was, um, back at Halloween, I, uh, a buddy of mine and I wanted to go uh, take his kids trick or treating, but we wanted to be Jay and Silent Bob. I nice. am short and chubby. He is tall and scrawny. It perfect. Snoogans. And I texted a friend of mine who works at a thrift shop and was like, here's what we want to do. Do you have any of this? And she went through the whole store and was like, I don't have the exact colors, but I have, you know, sort of this. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're not going to you know, a, a, a comic con or anything, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Plus first movie was in black and white anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. was in black and white. <laughs> but Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Yep. And um, when we come back, I, I still have a lot more questions. <laughs> Hit me. So guys, this is high life. I'm talking with Dominic, AKA Harry at the help desk, which by the way, where did you, real quick, where did you come up with Harry? Uh, all right, this comes up a lot too because people are like Harry Potter, and like, oh God, no. Um, so, um, I mean, I don't have a problem with Harry Potter, or the Harry Potter universe. I have a huge problem with J.K. Rowling, and we can get into that if you really want me to. But, <laughs> um, but no, this character is not based on Harry Potter. Um, uh, one of my LARP characters um, is a wizard from a uh, from a culture that is very like um, Charles Dickens era England, like very top coats and tails and. You okay. Know, uh, uh, very mm -hmm. Edwardian, and uh, and he was a street magician uh, at, uh, who became a wizard, and so I named him after Harry Houdini. So his name, uh, that character's name, was Harry Weiss, and Harry Houdini's okay. real name was, was Harry Houdini's real name was Eric Weiss. So okay. so this character so this character is named Harry Weiss, and then when I when I uh, when I started doing the the arcane help desk stuff, which I, I didn't even call it that in the beginning, but now that's kind of the brand is the arcane help desk. And uh, when yeah, I I, I've, no arcane... I've noticed there's, I've seen other videos that you're like, like there's the arcane help desk and there's other help desk videos you've done too. So basically they, um, well, but so, so when I, I, I did the first video and I was like, I need a name, Harry it is like, boom, I just went with it. 
Um, I was like, I'm holding a wand. I'm a wizard. I'm just going to be Harry uh, because like that resonates in my head. Um, and every once in a while I'll be like, no, not that Harry. We're not affiliated. You know, like I'll throw that in there. Um, but um, so when you work at a help desk, very often there are multiple cues that you can have people call in on. And uh, they're, they're sometimes referred to as splits. And basically it's people who are trained on that kind of issue answer that cue. So you can, you can be answering multiple cues on the same day. Like you can, you can get logged into the spells and, you know, so like, so Harry very often is, is on spells and cantrips, artifacts and enchantments, uh, you know, you know, potions and elixirs, the dungeon support line, wish emergency hotline. Like those are all different support cues that Harry can get put into at any given time. That's kind of, okay. that's kind of how that works. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I, when I came, when I came into your videos or came across your videos, it was spells and cantrips. And then, like, there was other videos you were like, you know, uh, artifacts. And I was like, I thought he did spells and cantrips. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And and one of the things did Harry get transferred? <laughs> no, and I know you want to. I know you want to get to a break. But like, one of the things, one of the reasons why I think I've had some success with this is that it scratches a lot of itches for people. And like, if you've ever worked in a call center, these videos make perfect sense to you. You know, and if you haven't they're still relatable because if you've ever done any kind of customer service, you know, or had to answer the phone working at a retail store, even if you're not in mm. like a phone support role, you've dealt with these kinds of customers, you've dealt with these kinds of situations, you know, and if you, and if you're into, and if you've never done any of those things, but you're into D and D, the D and D content is, is, you know, is what's going to engage you. So, so that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why I think some of this works out is because it kind of hits. I try each video to hit multiple things multiple kind of spheres of of things that are going to resonate with people this is high life i'm talking with dominic and we will be right back Welcome back. Uh, had some technical difficulties there. I don't know what happened. Are you there? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, was, I got scared for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there. Like, my phone, would, it, it said we were connected. Well, it said I was here and it was recording, but it said you were still loading. And I'm like, why? I'm not sure what happened. So, let's talk about your TikTok page a little bit here. Sure. Um, so do you have any current goals? Um, well, uh, not to not to toot my horn because I hate that, but I am at 99,647 followers. Uh, I I am yeah. trying I'm trying very hard to hit 100,000 right now. It's silly and arbitrary, I, but I want it. I hey, I do not blame you. Um, I seen that and I was like, he's got ninety nine thousand. Why is he want to? Why is he talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm lucky to get people who have like a couple, a few thousand. 
I said the same thing when I saw that you had Marianne on here. I was like, she's got like a million plus. Why does he want to talk to me? <laughs> so, I get who I can. Yeah. No, I, I mean, blow it's, people. It's, I blow people fun. up. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not. I am not too good for anybody. You know, that's how I. That's how I try to live my life. Hey, like, there's a. I don't. I'm not gonna say who, but they have a few million followers. I emailed them. Their management company emailed me back. I sent a sample of the podcast. I actually picked Cookie's episode because mm-hmm. you like that one so much. So I was like, hey, that's a good example episode. <laughs> I, I think it is. Uh, so I sent that out and kind of like, hey, I'm small time. I can't pay you for being on here, but I like clout. <laughs> <laughs> so but i i'm not gonna say who it is yet you know because it it could fall through and it could be something and i just i don't want to jinx it no absolutely absolutely it's a little, little bit of a teaser exactly <laughs> and i i mean i've been Might telling my big fish on the podcast right i've been telling my followers you know or my listeners you know i'm working on getting bigger and bigger names mm-hmm you know, I'm I'm not trying to stay. I'm not I'm not trying to only interview small time TikTokers, and you're not small time whatsoever. But I was going to say here here you are taking a dramatic step back and interviewing me. <laughs> no, people ask no. me about that all the time. Like they they ask me if I'm like if I'm trying to like just get laughs when I'm when I'm self deprecating like that. And I'm like no 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 that is my personality. No one hates oh, yeah. me more than I do. I mean I mean I. <laughs> I can't. I cannot even listen to my own show. Okay, for all of you listening to this, I do not listen to my own podcast. I I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. I I tr- I tried listening to Mary Ann's episode because mm-hmm. I wanted to brag about it to my parents. Like I pulled up her pot or her TikTok and was like, "You see this?" And my dad was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You see how many followers she has?" He goes. Uh huh. I said I interviewed her. He goes, "Nah," because <laughs> he doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't watch my TikToks. Yeah. And so I pulled up the episode and like started the episode just long enough for her to talk a little bit. And I was like, "Okay, stop." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Be enough of that." <laughs> he's like, "Why'd you stop it?" I said, "Because I was talking." I can't know <laughs> if you want to listen to it later. <laughs> I pay for your, I pay for your Spotify account. If you want to listen to it later, go listen to it. <laughs> Fair. But, uh, but as far as like goals go, like, um, you know, I, I love the idea of community and, and I'm kind of building a small community around, around my page. And I want to kind of, I want to keep that going. I want to, I want to keep, I want to keep bringing, you know, like-minded nerds together and, you know, and I'd like to, I'd like to do things with other D&D TikTok creators. I'd like to meet some of these people. I'd like to travel and do collabs with people. And, you know, I, I, um, a friend of mine asked me if I was on Twitter with this and I was not at the time. And I said, and he said, look, man, you got to get on Twitter with this. I I'll, I'll start tweeting your stuff like at Wizards of the Coast people, like they need to see this. And I, I don't know that I, I agree. I created a Twitter page for the podcast 
mm-hmm. doesn't have any followers yet. Um, but yeah, I created I created a Facebook page for this. I created mm-hmm. a Twitter page for this. I I am pushing it out there as much as I can. Yeah, I just I need other people to push it. You know, like, and I mean, you, you know, you can only you can only self promote so much. Yep, and definitely, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna promote this episode at least, at minimum. You know, I mean, you yeah, know, I'm gonna be self. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm down for some enlightened self interest, but uh, but yeah, you know, like that's that's kind of what I want to do. Like, I like making art. I I like being in front of people. I like doing stuff like this, and I just want to keep doing it. And if I can, if I can grow this from you know slightly more from a hobby into something you know resembling a side hustle that would make me super happy you know if i could if if i could get this if i could get this content and this idea to the point where it can make me a little bit of money so that i can maybe like not work the the soul crushing job that i work take something part time and to just kind of fill in the gaps like that would be great um but yeah, i, mean, I want know, to I want to expand this podcast, you know, over to YouTube. Um, you know, I, I've got to get, I've got to get a computer so I can download the audios Yeah, I can pull them. I can pull the audios off of anchor. Like these are saved, yeah. you know, raw <laughs> audios yeah. is saved and I want to push them on YouTube, you know, and if it's, even if it's just, you know, a, you know, my profile picture and whoever I'm interviewing's profile picture just sitting there side by side, yeah. you know, at, at least somebody can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find out recently that I'm on Apple Podcasts now, which is mm-hmm. exciting for me because that's not easy to get. That's a whole nother, uh, that's a whole nother market. Um, so when you started making the videos, did you think you were going to get to 99,000? Um, I, I, I assumed that, that I didn't assume anything, you know, uh, uh, at the time, you know, I was getting two and 3000 views a video and I thought that was pretty cool. And, and I was okay with that. Um, and then, you know, I kind of, uh, you know, a couple of videos hit kind of big and I started, you know, creeping up on 10,000 a little before, uh, like, like last fall, I was like, what the what the hell is this? What, what's going on? I don't understand this. Like, why do people like this? I don't even think it's that funny. I don't think it's that good. Um, you know, because I hate me. So, you know, so I'm going through it. And then um, I posted the first, the first dungeon support queue call uh, about a month and a half ago or two months ago. And I went to bed and it had like eight or 10,000 views. Right. You know, which is very respectable for for where I'm at right now. I woke up the next morning and it had eighty five thousand views, and I had gotten and I had gotten like twelve thousand followers overnight. Wow! Wow! And to, I had uh, that. I was at that point. I had seventeen thousand followers when I went to bed that night. I woke up, or and then three days later, I had like sixty thousand followers. That one video went insanely viral. It is currently sitting at like 1.4 million views. That one video, and you know, I still what, don't understand what why it? that happened. Uh, it was. It's called Dungeon Support, and it was posted. One second. 
I was not prepared for that question. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. I got this though. Uh, 1.6 million, million views. It was posted on April 13th. Okay. So it's back. And the, 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 the title card in front of it just says dungeon support. Okay. Um, uh, it is right before a video with Skullzy, with Blue Eyed Darkness. I've been trying to get a hold of her. Yeah, good luck, man. I know. She, <laughs> she's all over the place right now. No, I mean, in a good way. Like, I mean, she is, she is, she is an absolute angel of a human. Really? She seems uh, very cool. I've done, yeah. I've done some duet videos uh, with yeah. her. She... She and, and a whole bunch of other TikTokers just did a live event yesterday up in Rhode Island. I, did, like, I did see that. I seen yeah, that. Yeah, it was her, no panic button, and a bunch of other folks. Um, the funniest thing, so I was watching her, her live, and all of a sudden someone starts yelling, hey, look, it's Call Me Chris. And she, she's like, hi, Call Me Chris, hi. And you're like being like real nervous about it. And like I guess she turned around and waved back, and she goes, Call Me Chris just waved at me. And I'm like, you realize you two are like in my book on the same level and you're fangirling over her. And I guarantee well, you, she's fangirling over you. <laughs> well, Call Me Chris is at like five or 6 million followers right now. Blue eyed is at uh, 1.9 last I checked. So like, okay. So I'm not saying I mean, that they're not uh, to me. They're, they're very, they're very similarly famous, you know, TikTok famous, but right. I can imagine, I can imagine being in blue eyed darkness's shoes and being like, I don't, I don't belong in the same zip code as call me Chris, you know, <laughs> right. like, like I could see her saying something like that because she is extremely humble, you know, like everyone what, what, keeps calling her the potato queen and she's like, no, I'm not a queen. Stop. Ah! Yes. Like yes. Like she ta about she talked about that on her live. Uh, Cause I yeah. guess somebody, somebody that was sitting there asked her, so what's the potato gang about? And she went into uh, how she, at first it was, um, she called herself a potato to put herself down and, mm -hmm it has turned into a positive thing Boring of thing being now. a potato. And the, she said, then people started calling me the potato queen. I said, no, there's no hierarchy here. It's a potato gang. We're all, we're all, you know, equal. Yeah. And that, that is the coolest thing ever. I think she has started to accept potato mama because that doesn't, that doesn't feel as much as like she's in charge as right. much as she's like kind of, kind of, a creator and inspirational. So I think she's, she's started to accept potato mama, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, like if I, I mean, you know, if I could get anywhere near that level, I would, Oh my God. Like, and again, it's, it's, it's not so much about follower count. It's just about, it's about impact, you know? And, and, and when, when I got, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was say when I got Marianne on here, I was like, like mind blown. Like, why is she? Why does she want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> like when I asked her, you know, hey, would you want to do this? And she was like, yeah, get a hold of me. And then I was like, okay, I've heard that before. Um, and then I I messaged her on Instagram, and she started messaging me back, you know, and we set up a time to record, and you know, we had the day, the time, and I had question you know my team had questions for me um i was just like this is awesome <laughs> this yeah. is amazing Fabulous. so how long does it take to plan out one of your videos 
I know you said um, sometimes you can rock out like three videos in a night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it depends, you know, like, like if I've got a really, uh, I mean, I know it sounds like a cop-out answer. I say, well, it depends, but it really does depend. Um, yeah. you know, uh, every once in a while I'll get super inspired and be like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I will nail it in the first take and just, and then I'll just, you know, then I'll, you know, start, start doing the editing process. And even then it's like a half an hour for, you know, you know, half an hour to 40 minutes to put the video out. Um, you know, to, to, to film it, edit it, do the captions, you know, check it over, encode it, upload it, download it, upload it. <laughs> like, there's like, <laughs> and like, um, and that's just for TikTok. And then lately, like I said, I've been putting them on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. So, uh, and my, and my personal Facebook. So like, it just, all, all of those videos, they take time to upload and then you got to hashtag them all and all that stuff. And I know it sounds like a super first world problem to complain about, that shit really does take time. Like, oh, it does. Edit, you, and, know, you know, once you're like, done editing the video and you start trying to upload it in all these places and you realize that you have to wait for it to upload in all of these different places and then you have to retype the same crap over and over and over again. And the formatting like, is slightly different for each of these for each of these platforms. And Instagram doesn't allow you to upload um, 16 by 9 videos. It's like 4 by 5. So the aspect ratio is all jacked up. And it's just... <laughs> it's kind of funny. But... Yeah, no, like even even with the podcast, like like I was talking to, at my day job, I work at a gas station, and uh, I was saying how like I've got more interviews recorded than I have, you know, like I'm I have to schedule people on when their episodes are going to publish. When this started, when I started this, it was literally my buddy and I sitting in my living room high as hell bullshitting on a microphone and then i uploaded it 15 minutes later yeah and, and that's kind of how it was at first like it was just like okay we're done recording let's publish it and now yeah. it's like no i need to i need to spread this out yeah yeah you but need then, to get people and then i see stuff. and then i got like ahead of myself uh you know this is why i had to have friends help me and like they got on to me because i wasn't allowing them to help me <laughs> but uh because I, I, I like to do things, I get hyper focused on on what I'm doing, and I, I I'm like, okay, let's do it now, you know, now, 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 and it's like I, I can't do that. <laughs> I need to yeah, spread things out. I do. I feel so. That. Like the first world problem I have with this is I'm like, guys, I'm sitting on like three episodes, and I can't wait for wait to publish them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind like, of a good problem to have because then, right that is then, and then yeah because I've you can, got people, if you get a dry spell of people not getting back to you you still have some content so you won't have right. a lag in content and um, I have uh, one guy that uh, so I just talked with a um, a creator sitting with you uh, Michael LeBlanc and that was an awesome episode he actually stitched my video of me saying hey guys if you want to be on the podcast get a hold of me let me know. And you know, we'll see about it. So he stitched that video and was like, guys, I just did the interview. It's awesome. It's great to be able to talk, you know, outside of TikTok and, and go more in depth because when you have one minute to do a video, you don't know someone. Yep. And One of the bigger problems I have with, with some content is how am I going to tell this story in a minute? 
Well, and and even when you go live, you've got people like you've got your comment section just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and you can't catch everyone. No, no, and and you've got people coming in and out, and you know when I when I say mm-hmm. that, that that people ask me very often, and it sounds so so shitty to say that. Well, people sometimes ask me, <laughs> but um, but when <laughs> but but uh, but seriously, like people will ask me, you know. Where did you get the idea for 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 the help desk videos? Where did you get your wand? Like all of these things. Like people will some. There are some nights when I'm on live when I will get that I will get that each of those questions three or four times a night because you have all of these different people cycling through, and it's okay. Like I don't get annoyed when when people ask. You know when I get the same questions over and over. But and then, night, al- as long as it's but not then the also person asking it. <laughs> but then also you're answering it on on a live, and so you know, person A asked that question you know, and then person B asked it later and then person C asked it later on here. I can ask that question. You answer it. And then people can come back and listen to it. (laughs) Right. You can like, yeah, person A, B and C, here's your answer. (laughs) Absolutely. And like, where did you get your wand? I I keep meaning to ask (laughs) you, where did you get Um, your wand? All right. So there is a, there is a blacksmith, uh, that, um, I, I think he's based in Pennsylvania. Uh, and he he does the um, the kind of northeastern U.S. Uh, Ren Fair circuit. Uh, uh, he's at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair, the Philly Ren Fair, the New Jersey Ren Fair, uh, and I think he was actually just at the Texas Ren Fair. Uh, he had, he sent a contingent down there, and his uh, his business is called La Forge, L A F O R G E. Okay. And um, you can find them online as well. And uh, yeah, he just does he does does a bunch of hand forged stuff. Um, and, um, I really, really dig it. I love this wand. And, and I just talked to him about it this past weekend, uh, cause he was at the New Jersey Ren Fair where I was performing and I, uh, and, uh, you know, little, little preview teaser spoiler thing. I asked him, I was like, Hey, um, so I got this from you a couple of months ago or a couple of years ago at this point, And I've kind of become mildly TikTok famous partially because of this wand. So, and I always tell people where I got it. And um, could we work out a thing and I could like buy a bunch of similar wands from you, like wholesale. And, oh, wow. uh, and he was like, yeah, sure. Talk to my wife. She handles the business end of things. I just make stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we talked, so we talked it out uh, a little bit and I've got to, I've got to send some emails uh, off to them. And uh, so I may be able to help people get the, get, get similar wands. Um, because people are like, oh my God, I need that wand. It's so badass. Where do I get it? Um, you know, and it's a hand forged mild steel, uh, mild steel wand. And I just, I love it so much. And uh, it's funny because it is pointy. It's not sharp on the edges, but it's very pointy. And, uh, that was one of the reasons why I got it. It's basically a, and, and he had said the same thing. He kind of envisioned it as like a combat caster's wand. Like if someone gets too close, you can stab them with it. Uh, that was kind of his, okay. his idea uh, when he did. Because like I said, it's steel and it's pointy. Uh, and the reason that I got it is because I wanted to write a stage combat fight like like with a wizard where I block a dagger or a knife or a sword or something with the wand. Um, that was kind of one of my ideas. And then... Okay. And I've got a little bit of a wand collection because, of course, I do, and uh, and I just decided that that was kind of the coolest looking one that I had. It was the most distinctive one I had, um, so that's why I started doing the uh, doing the help desk videos with that wand. 
uh, because it was the, you know, it's the one that, that, that looks the most the part uh, without all, or it looks most the part without being really, really referential to any other uh, kind of property because like I did not want to pigeonhole myself into like Harry Potter or anything like that because mm-hmm. I've got a couple of Harry Potter ones and like I didn't want people to be focusing on. So you say you're not Harry, but you're literally holding Harry Potter's wand. <laughs> or and, or uh, them being like, oh, hey, I see you have Dumbledore's wand or I see you have Snape's yeah, wand or I see you have exactly. so-and-so's wand. Yeah, and you like, wanted it. You wanted this to be your wand, exactly. And I originally didn't even want to pigeonhole myself into just D and D, and I haven't. Um, I, I started uh, something a couple of months ago. Um, you know, um, this multiverse thing where like po- a portal will open directly in front of directly in front of me on the screen, and I'll get a phone call from another from another dimension, basically another another parallel plane. So I've taken help desk calls from like people in the in the um vampire the masquerade universe and uh people in the harry potter universe and people in the rivers of london universe i've taken i've taken phone calls from all of those different uh different kinds of people and i want to keep doing that i think it's kind of nice to be able to like touch on all of these other pop culture magic universes yeah and it it keeps your it keeps you from running out yeah yeah it keeps me from being stagnant and it it could in theory pull other viewers in you know, if, if I hashtag mm-hmm. something with with that, you know, you know, from from that universe, you know, um, you know, who who's a big fan of that kind of a world. Like I've been reading uh, or listening to the um, uh, Brandon Sanderson Stormlight Archives lately. And like, I really want to take a call from from a, you know, from from a Night Radiant or something, you know, like they're having problems with soul casting, <laughs> you know, which is a big thing in those books. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to come up with a with a good premise for it. And like I kind of alluded to earlier, that's one of the bigger problems that I have sometimes, or one of the reasons why I will sometimes not use a suggestion that someone gives me. And people are like, well, how come you didn't use my suggestion? Well, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's just that I don't know how I could tell that story in 60 seconds. Right. Like, like it's a diff, what you're asking me to do is a difficult premise in one minute. You know, well, I don't like, know how I would get that story across because because at the end of the day, I like to think that I'm a storyteller and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, see, I, I am a storyteller myself. Uh, when I decided to do the podcast. Uh, original, like super originally, it wasn't even high life. It was just like I didn't even have a name for it. I was going to talk about depression. And I, I decided I decided nobody wanted to listen to me whine and bitch about being depressed you never know but i get what you're saying so so i was like i i was messaging a few friends and one of my friends uh you know not the one that started the podcast with me but different one he that i just gotten to know recently he goes dude you're full of stories he's like every time we smoke you have a story for everything he goes and somehow they're all true (laughs) he's like you're 29 years old and you've got like 40 years of stories. And I'm like, yeah, done a lot of stupid shit. (laughs) So he's like, roll with that. And then, you know, like I said, it started out me and my buddy. And I was like, well, when him and I smoke and and talk, it's about smoking. And I'm like, I don't want it to just be about that. And I was, I was watching a show. I was watching like the late show or something. And I was like, TikTok creators don't have a place to, promote themselves 
they don't have a place to talk about their content, talk about themselves or, or anything like that, you know, like normal celebrities do. You know, mm -hmm. they can go on the late show and promote their latest video or their, their latest movie and they can promote like, you know, tell a personal story. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to talk to people. I want to talk to people I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, because it can be hard to promote yourself even on TikTok. And it can. And, and then you're then you're like hoping that your video even comes across the right person. You know, and yeah. I put this podcast out as many places as I can. You know, I, I've got Google Podcast, I've got Apple Podcast, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, I share it over to Twitter. I have a Facebook page for it. Uh, I share all my TikTok videos over to my Instagram, and I keep getting Instagram followers. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, like every day, I've got I I I get at least one new follower a day that's awesome and and i'm like but why <laughs> how did you find me yeah what, what advice do you have for someone that's just starting to make their content um know what you want out of it um you know or and if you don't know be okay with with things being really random you know um, and you know, cause that can be fun. That can be, and that can be okay. But, um, I'm not saying that everything you do needs to be like hyper-focused and always moving towards a particular goal. Uh, but you know, some of it is, so, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Um, I have, I have the same like, issue. Like you need to, it needs to be, it needs to be fun and enjoyable for you. And if it's not, then you need to rethink what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're, if you're constantly just trying to chase followers and you're not having fun with it, you need to reevaluate. So, you know, I, because, I, because you can't, you can't make people follow you and you, and no matter how many people say they've figured out the algorithm, they are all totally full of shit. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, like, like the algorithm is this weird arcane thing that like nobody fully understands. And, and there's a reason for that. It's because TikTok just like, doesn't want people to be able to gain the algorithm. So, well, so just I like think the content guidelines. <laughs> yeah. The, their algorithm is just as mysterious as the content guidelines. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, you know, and, and, and people have figured out how to weaponize the reporting system and, and they can harass people and love. I don't want to get into all that, but um, I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but, but right. the point is, the point is, you know, you can't make people follow you, right? So if your content is fun and you're having fun with it and that's all you want out of it, great, perfect, awesome. You're, 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 you're already doing it right. Um, you know, and then past that, you know, if you find something that hits and, and the algorithm decides to show your stuff to a whole bunch of people and, that's, and, and you had fun doing that, you don't think it'll burn you out, do more, do more of that you know, find that theme, you know, um, there, there's a saying, you know, you got to find your tribe, you know, and, and you find your people, you find your community and you that, that, that vibe with what you're doing and just kind of do that. Um, again, this whole arcane help desk thing has kind of literally fallen into my lap and, and it has, it has started to take me to some places that, that I think are pretty great. And I, I uh, and, and I just want to keep doing that. 
I literally had a a TikToker who, I mean, he's he's famous outside of TikTok to begin with, and he started to make the TikTok videos. Um, he does uh, the states come to the table with oh, the ben government. Brinker. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so, amazing. I jumped in his live and I spammed the hell out of it. Like I almost got muted because I <laughs> pissed. I pissed off the uh, the moderator. The mod. <laughs> yeah, they were about to mute me, and then he finally responded to me. And I said, "What advice do you have on getting my, you know, getting a podcast out there?" I was like, "I'm not trying to plug myself. I really just want some advice." And he goes, "Honestly, I got lucky." Yep. He's like, "It's all just." dumb luck he goes i know that sounds like a cop out but really that's all it is yeah and at first i was kind of irritated with his answer i felt like he was pushing me off but Mm -hmm. afterwards you know when i was cooled off from almost getting muted (laughs) i was like he's right you know it really is just finding the right thing and letting it catch and some and sometimes you're going to struggle with that, but um, so I have this real problem with my own self worth, and you know I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to bring down the mood, but like we're going to go there for a quick second. I, I feel like I, I I have this real problem with worth and deserving, and uh, my best friend and I were talking about this just this past weekend about like what does it mean to deserve something, and we got into this whole we were, we were driving to the fair. I picked him up and we were driving there to perform, uh, and. And we got into this whole existential conversation about what it means to deserve something like, and, and just this whole thing. And when, when, when everything really, really started to blow up a couple of weeks ago or a couple, about a month and a half ago, uh, and, all, and I started getting all these followers and this, that, and the other thing. And I've got, I've got a Patreon set up and people are getting on that. And like, people are like, you know, I have random people literally just throwing, throwing some money at me in my PayPal and it's not enough to, I'm not trying to say that suddenly I don't have to work anymore. By far, that is not what I'm saying. But like people, <laughs> people are people are giving me gifts. They're like, "Hey, your your content brings me joy. I want to give you money, right?" And and I was talking to some other friends, and I was like, "I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this, and it's stressing me out." And uh, one of my one of my oldest friends said to me, "It's not about whether or not you deserve it, because." because you're a great guy but you don't deserve this you've built this mm-hmm. you know you're you know you have been you know 20 years of larping tabletop role playing games acting stage combat run fairs all of that has contributed to the person that you are and that shows through in these videos that you do and all of that has prepared you for these things. And you have been laying the groundwork for this success over, over that entire period of time. And this may not have been what you started out to do, but this is where you are now. And all of that led to this. So it's not about whether or not you deserve it. It's about whether or not you contributed to it and whether or not you built it. And you did. And I was like, shut up. well i mean so like with this podcast i mean i used when i was a kid i would just sit on the phone with with family members mostly Mm -hmm. um for hours just talking with them and telling them you know stuff that happened to me recently and 
And, you know, the same thing with, uh, with friends, when I would hang out with friends, they'd be like, Oh, what's going on? And I would have this, you know, like, you're not going to believe this happened to me, but it really freaking did. And they're just like, you know, so when I started the podcast, I was like, I like to talk to people. I don't like to listen to, I don't like to <laughs> go like back to and listen to, to what I said, afterwards. but right. <laughs> but I like to talk to people. I like to get to know people. Uh, yeah, you know, that's why I, I love my job at the gas station because I get to see different people. I have my regulars and, and yeah. they love, they love that I have their stuff ready for them. You know, if it's cigarettes or, or whatever, you know, they, they love whenever I already, you know, have their stuff waiting for them at the counter and yeah. they'll, at, you know, and they'll want to talk to me and I've told some of them about the podcast and it blows my mind when they go, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll casually mention because they'll say, oh, how was your day off? And I'm like, oh, you know, good. I just, you know, recorded another episode of the podcast. And I go, do you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. I mean, anybody can do a podcast. And they're like, well, what's it called? And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you want to listen that's, to that? <laughs> that's not important right now. <laughs> <laughs> And even my, even my boss, like, you know, I, I told her that, Hey, you know, I had someone reach out to me to be on the podcast. You know, I talked to somebody else and they told somebody else about it. And now they're reaching out to me to be on it. And she goes, that's awesome. And I'm like, it is, but, but why, Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and my, my aunt is super supportive of me. She, she's not supportive of my lifestyle. But she's super supportive of, of you know, when I tell her, hey, I recorded another episode. Hey, I got another person that wants to be on the show. Hey, I'm, I'm scheduling more people. And she's just like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. You know, you've, you're, bu you're building something. So, like, I, I did a TikTok video the other day. It, it's a story I haven't told anybody in a long time. But it was a video I stitched. It said, uh, what's something uh, that a teacher did to you that you're still mad about? Mm -hmm. And I told the story of how um, in fifth grade I had a teacher that uh, decided we were she was going to change the curriculum to be Harry Potter based. This is when Harry Potter was just starting to become mainstream. Like the videos were just, or the movies were just starting to come out and stuff. Yeah. And, okay, cool. You know, we're going to base our, our curriculum around Harry Potter themed. But then it turned into more being about Harry Potter than education. And my yeah. mother, she sent a letter home to begin with, um, asking permission from the parents, and all the parents were in, in agreement with it. My mom was just, my mom was a little timid about it at first because she's a very Christian woman. But she said, you know, as long as it's education-based, I'm okay with this. But then it turned into we were building Quidditch boards and we were yeah. we were um, making spell books. And we were, like, we had to read the book and then do reports on each chapter. And, and it became more about Harry Potter than it did the education. And uh, so my mom sent me to school with a letter excusing me from that curriculum. And asking me to do a book report on a different book, and would that be okay? 
well, in the note, she said that she feels like we're focusing too much on Harry Potter and that magic is wor worship of the devil. Oh like I said, she's very religious. But the teacher called me out for the entire class by going, class, are we worshiping the devil? It's a room full of fifth graders. Of course they're going to be in agreement with whatever the hell you say. Well, and not only that, like, that is not the way to handle that situation because this wasn't your decision. <laughs> right. And shaming, like, shaming somebody never, never is going to be a great way to get them to change their mind, even if it was your mind to change. That's not even the worst part. So I went home to my mother and told her what happened. I was excused from the curriculum, but I told my mom, hey, the teacher called, you know, this is what the teacher said to the entire class. And she's like, oh, no, like that was supposed to be a note to the teacher, not a note to the class. Yeah. So she scheduled a meeting with the teacher and um, when she asked the teacher about calling me out, like that, the teacher said, I didn't say that. Oh my God. Little did this teacher know my next door neighbor was a classmate. And my mom babysat this next door neighbor. <laughs> mm -hmm. So when my mom came home from that meeting, well, she came to pick me, me and my sister and the next door neighbor kid up from my grandma's. She goes, why did you lie to me? I said, I didn't lie about anything. She goes, well, the teacher said that she did not say that to the entire class. And the neighbor kid looks up at her and goes, oh, she said it. <laughs> I'm sitting right there. She said it. And it just irks me to this day. Like, I still have, like, like anger towards that teacher. I see her in public, and I'm just like, I still don't like yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, when, when authority <laughs> figures pull that shit with, with people within their authority, it's, it's awful. So, you know, like, I, you know, so like, I, I try to keep my videos uh, to storytelling because I like, I like to tell stories. I like to tell, tell my life stories. Mm -hmm. So uh, what is something you wish you knew before you started making your videos? Ooh, um... Okay, so what's something you wish you knew that you know now? Yeah, no, I, I figured that's what you meant. Um, okay. <laughs> that's a, a question because I don't know that I would have done anything differently. Um, maybe just that, you know, as, as far as just like a foreknowledge thing, it's going to happen. You know, things are going to catch. Just keep at it. Keep doing what you're doing. Do it because you enjoy it. You know? You know, do it because you're having fun with it, um, and 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 you will you will eventually see some success from this. You know, um, I think that would, have, uh, that would have dealt with uh, with a whole lot of my anxiety early on in this process. Have you learned anything from making the videos? Like, has something just like, oh, well, this makes sense now? Some things. Um, it has given me um, a lot of excuses to uh, to really shore up some video editing stuff um, because even though the majority of my help desk videos, there's only, there's exactly one 
special effect that is duplicated in the video just with a different color, <laughs> you know, in the beginning and the end with, with answering and hanging up the phone. Um, I'll do stuff where, where I'm, you know, putting, putting images up on the screen and other spell effects to do transitions between images. And like, um, I did one last night that I posted with um, where runes appeared on the screen and then they, and then they shift to be like English letters. Um, yeah. It and says stuff push. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, I, I cracked up that one. And that was a whole that's a whole ass process in DaVinci Resolve. Like like there's like math involved with that. <laughs> like there's an expression that I had to figure out that uh so that as the as it transitions from one word to the other, it blurs and then unblurs and all this. Like it's like a whole thing. Um and so so it's really kind of given me a good excuse uh to to work in that program and get more comfortable with it. Um you know, um, I've learned a little bit about uh, about social media and the twenty percent rule, uh, which is really really fascinating. What's the twenty percent um, rule? Um, only about twenty percent of people who view your content will actually interact with it. Okay, it bears out. Um, so, uh, just at random, if I grab so last night's video is at uh, thirty seven thousand. 37,000 views and 8,000 likes. Mm -hmm. And so I am really, really terrible at math in my brain. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so uh, 37, excuse me. Time, 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 time. So, um, uh, eight times, God, I'm so terrible at this. So <laughs> basically, so, um, 88, 8,800 is not far off from 20% of 37,000. Like, like, it's just, it's, it's really, really weird. I, I can go back through most of my videos and basically my engagement rate of like people who have liked the video is somewhere between uh, like 15 and 25% of the amount of views that I get. And it's just, it, it's this weird, it's not a constant, but it's just kind of a, it's something that you can almost count on, you know, that about 20% of people who, who see your content will actually engage with it in some way. Uh, okay. And, and that, you know, uh, and that's a thing. Of, and it's got a name. There's like some principle, um, you know, that it's named after. And I, I can't remember what it is, but um, you know, and that holds true on that holds true on Facebook, on TikTok, on Twitter, on YouTube. You know, it's it's just it's really really strange. You know, about one in five people will actually interact with your stuff after they've seen it. Um, you know, um, so yeah, so you know, um, and I've learned that people actually give a shit about some of the things that I have to say. And that's been really powerful for me. That's been a really, that's been a really empowering thing because as much as, as much as a lot of my videos are just kind of funny D and D content, um, I've done, I've done some videos that are, that are a little deeper than that, you know, and, and, and it's really helped some people. And, you know, when I go on live and I'm talking to people on my, on, on TikTok live, sometimes some really, you know, some, some heavy topics come up and I'll talk about those things and people seem to like what I have to say about them, you know, and, 
I'm not trying to drag the mood down, but like I had someone I had someone come on a live a couple of weeks ago talking about like they were potentially like, you know, they were having some really dark thoughts and they didn't think they could keep going. You know, and that the, uh, that Wednesday I did a video about about the suicide, um, you know, suicide rescue outline. And I am still getting comments on that video with people thanking me for doing that video and, and putting that information out there. And, you know, that's something that that's a that's a cause that is very near and dear to my heart. Let's just say. Yeah, so, um, I I was. Uh, when I was when once I reached a thousand followers, you know, I was updating my my bio and it asked if I wanted to support a cause. And I was like, well, let's see what they have on their list of approved causes. And that mm -hmm. was one of the ones that I, uh, that was one that I, I chose, uh, yeah. because it, TikTok pulled me out of my depression. Anybody who goes back and watches my early videos, they're so cringy, but I won't delete them because I want to see where I came from. I've lost people to suicide and, and it's, you know, and it sucks. And if, if, if anything that I have dealt with can help one person worth it, you know? Yeah. So, I had people, I had people commenting and they were like, dude, you, you're, you're, you've got this. Like, yeah. you know, they, they reached out to me and they're like, you know, is everything okay? Like, I had mm -hmm. fr friends and, and coworkers that would see my videos and they were like, Hey, I, uh, I saw your video last night. And I'm like, uh, Oh, uh, yeah. They're like, you don't, you don't act like that at work. I'm like, no, when I, when I walk out the door, I put a smile on my face because nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see, you know, upset and depression, you know? So I was like, you know, when I walk out the door, I'm a, I'm a different person, <laughs> but, it's uh, that makes it even easier to feel isolated because then you're like, no one even notices that I'm in pain. And mm. you sometimes forget that no one notices because you're faking it. Right. Right. So like, it's this weird, and I'm not going to pretend to be a mental health professional. I am not. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, um, but you know, everyone's got their own things that they got to deal with. And, and if TikTok is a way to do that, that is healthy, then, then excellent, you know, keep, keep doing it. And, and, you know, and, and so, so I, I'll talk about that on my lives. I'll talk about, I'll talk about any kind of random things. Like I get into, you know, you know, people, people ask me very often, like, you know, what are your, what are your tips for starting out in D and D? Like we're starting a D and D game. Do you have any advice, you know? And, you know, and, and then I get into some of my, some of my, you know, apparently hot takes for D and D about like making sure that everyone's playing the same game and, you know, someone's like, well, what do you, what do you mean? Everyone's playing the same game. We're all playing D and D. Of course we're playing the same game, but that's not what that means. You have to make sure that everyone at the table is there for the same thing. You know, the DM, you know, you know, GM, dungeon master, whatever, they have to run this game for everybody. And everyone at the table needs to be there for the same purpose. You can't have players who want to, who want to be swinging from the chandelier, starting bar fights and seducing dragons at the same table as people who want to get into high stakes political campaigns and overthrow city states and, you know, and, and then paladins, you know, and other like super moral characters who want to really delve into the, into, you know, the true meaning of right and wrong and good and evil. Those players at the same table are not always going to mesh. 
you know? Right. So, you, so, so you have to make sure that, that, that the stories that the table is telling are stories that everyone at the table is going to buy into and that you're all going to play the same game because then you're going to have players or if you don't do that, there's a chance that you're going to have players having conflict at the table as opposed to characters having conflict at the table. And like, and, and so, so you, you really need a strong session zero where you sit down and work all this shit out before you start rolling dice. And, and people hear this and they're like, how come I've never heard that before? I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's in the rule book. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, they like, talk about know, this. My character, you know, was complete chaos. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, I just did the most random shit ever, but it was never, I, I never was going against what we were trying to accomplish. Yeah. It was, the it was, is, is, if everyone at the table's fine with that, then do that. You know, I don't want to come off saying that, like, you can't be a murder hobo while you're playing d d That's what you want to do. And that's what everybody's there for. You know, even if and, and even if even if the characters are vastly different and and, you know, and again, like you've got, you know, like your character who's like full, you know, a chaos elemental just running around doing whatever. And, you know, like, I don't know the rest of the makeup of your game, but say you've got like a serious business, you know, lawful good paladin. That doesn't mean that they can't play at the same table. It just means right. that the players have to be OK with what is going to happen, you know? So everyone, everyone's got to be playing the same game and like, that shouldn't be a controversial take. And yet, you know, you hear all (laughs) these horror stories, you know, about, about, you know, about DMs trying to murder their parties off because they can't stand the way that they're playing the game that they're running. And I'm like, how did this get past session zero? How did you guys not realize that you were not going to be a compatible group together because the players want different things. I seen a, a TikTok video. Um, this I, I don't remember if it was the character or the DM that made the video, but um, basically the, the the character had leveled up so much and they had their charisma maxed out to the point where no matter what they rolled, it was a minimum of a tw- of twenty mm-hmm. at all times. And the DM was just like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to deal with that because no matter what I throw at you, you're automatically, you know, you're, that you're d- automatically going to need some help. <laughs> <laughs> that DM needs to realize that DM needs to realize that just because your persuasion score is going to be that high, doesn't mean that you're going to automatically su- succeed at whatever, whatever you try to persuade someone to do. You're not going to be able to walk into a throne room and tell the king, you should abdicate to me right now. I roll my dice and I roll the 37. Okay, that's adorable. You've you've rolled that high, but I'm not going to go against my better judgment and my own interest just because you you speak well. Like maybe maybe a high roll in that case will 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 make it so that the king is like, I like the cut of your jib, and that's why I'm not going to throw you in prison right now. But you know, like <laughs> Well, you know, I like, even had like um, you can have degrees. You can have degrees of failure, and you can have a really you can have a really good role that mitigates that failure for doing something so brazen. But but just because you rolled high doesn't mean in, in a social situation doesn't mean that you're going to get away with whatever crazy bullshit you want to get away with. You oh, know? right. Like and, I had. A, there I had... are people who don't agree with that, and if that's how you play at your table, that's fine. But like, you know, it's also okay to kind of lay down the law a little bit with players and be like. You're not going oh, 
everyone always goes back to the king to the king thing because like that's the easiest that's the easiest example for people to get where you're like Mm -hmm. i don't care how persuasive you are without mind control you're not going to walk into a throne room and talk a king into advocating his throne to you you're just not i don't care how well you roll i don't (laughs) care how persuasive you are or how intimidating you are it's not going to work well i sent that video to uh my former dm and he was like that's why sometimes DMs have to just say no, or we can't do that. So He's not a like, believer in a, in a natural 20 always, always succeeds. No, some things are just not possible and that's okay. Right. Well, like uh, there was, there was a situation where he had in his head that we would have to wait for a map to be made for us. And I was like, well, like I'm talking to the shopkeeper. I'm like, can we, can we just borrow can we, can we just borrow your current map? And he wanted, he did not want us to take that current map. He wanted us to wait, but I rolled a natural 20. And so he allowed, you know, this was like our first, you know, one of our first sessions. So he allowed that, but he goes, he's like, after that, he was like, you know, when, when I say, you know, when, when I, you know, I'm doing, you know, the non-player characters, he goes, you know, if if I if my non-player character is adamant about something, he goes, "There's a reason, guys. Like, don't don't fight me constantly." <laughs> yeah, there might be consequences, you know. And it's not like it's not, you know, how dare you go against the DM? It's just that that character may start to have a problem with you if you're continually pushing. Like, actions have consequences. Right. Uh, but there was there was a time, you know, when I when I joined back after my hiatus, uh, you know, everyone was like, "We're treating your character as if it's a real person." You come back out of the blue, you say you're with us. So somebody at the table was like, "Well, I want to roll for um, to see if he's lying." And so the DM was like, "Okay," and he told me, "He goes, roll for either." You know, telling the truth or lying, don't tell me which one, and we'll see who rolls higher. Because she was like, just because you're at the table and we know you, doesn't mean your character. We don't. We know your character. So that that you know that was something we ran into was, just because just because you say so doesn't mean it 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 is so. I'm sorry. What was that? Makes sense to me. Yeah. So it's been great having you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I talk too goddamn much. And... No, I talk a lot too. No, I talk a lot too. I'm just trying to. I had an episode. I have an episode up that is like two and a half hours long because me and the guy just kept going and going and going, and we just mm-hmm. lost track of time. So, yeah. <laughs> but it's been great having you on here. I, uh, you know, like like. Like I said, I love to learn more about people, and you have really explained a lot that you don't have time to explain anywhere else. And, and I really appreciate it. It's been a good time. Thank you for having me. So, guys, this is High Life. Check out Dominic. I will have his uh, his username in the description, uh, also in the episode title. For you. <laughs> So check check them out on TikTok. Uh, do you have links in your bio to all yeah. your other accounts? 
Yeah, I have a link tree in my TikTok bio that has all the things. Awesome. I just put up a link tree in my bio with, you know, all the platforms that this uh, that this podcast is available on. Uh, there, I downloaded all the different apps that it's available on to make sure that it's even there. Yeah. So, and and that's the other thing that I want to mention about Linktree, real quick. Um, yeah. If you go on TikTok and you click on someone's Linktree, there's a very good chance that you're going to get a message that says this this may take you to places with unsafe links. That's generally speaking, that's bullshit. Um, TikTok oh, I know. Doesn't tick Well, I, yeah, you know, but I don't know if I, if everyone listening. Oh, okay. Knows. So yeah. so I'm telling them this. I'm saying this for 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 both of our sakes because you're using Linktree as well. <laughs> that. That if um, if you get that message, it's because TikTok and Linktree aren't playing nice together right now. They used to be closely affiliated, and they're not anymore. Um, yeah, there's other ones that you can get instead now. Uh, but even though, even some of those, you get you get that message that that it may there may be unsafe links. Like Beacons is giving that message now. So oh really? Yeah. So so generally speaking, when you go to that link, it's not going to take you any place unsafe. Generally speaking. Um, right. If it's a know, link, you know, if it's a link tree, link, yeah, it, it should be okay. Yeah, and then you know, I just, I just want to put that out there because, like, I don't want someone to, to, to go there hoping to find my stuff and be like, oh, well, this doesn't look safe, and then not get to see it. And same thing with yours, uh, because you're linking your stuff all over the place via that link as well. So, so I just kind of wanted to put that out there. TikTok is kind of playing games uh, and being silly with, with um, link. TikTok doesn't like sites. anything that's not TikTok. Yeah, TikTok doesn't like it when people send when you try to send people to other platforms. Like I've tried to I've tried to do videos on there promoting the 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 D actual play that I'm doing on Twitch, and those videos always always tank. They absolutely tank. Um, uh, if you, you, you mentioned Patreon, yeah. yeah, yep. Uh, there's there's another TikToker I talked to that uh, he calls it PT Aaron because if yep. he says Patreon. They they hide his videos. Yeah. You kidding? I mentioned I didn't even mention TikTok and one of, or Twitch in one of those videos. I said over on the purple channel, and it still mm-hmm. got and that video still got like mercilessly suppressed. So anyway, I, I could you're trying to wrap up, and I could complain about this for hours. So all right, so guys, check them out. It's been great having you. You too, man. Anytime. This has been high life.